Welcome to the next episode of Splitting Cases, an unusual one at that. Yeah, you could say that. Um, we're not exactly splitting a case together. You could probably uh, hear the difference in, in quality between the voices. There may be a, a few miles between us. Yeah, you, you definitely could say that. Although I am having a um, long neck of Cooper's Best Extra Stout, which is indeed the best stout. Ugh, I hate you. I am still technically at work. Um, I'm on a work trip to Brisbane, and since I work in radio, I have taken a spare studio and decided to give Pointy a call and a catch-up, because I'm sorry I'm not there this week to do one in person. That's okay, these things happen. The thing is, um, because I've I've never really been to Brisbane before, so it's been a a massive shock that, oh wait, I mean, no offence to anyone from Brisbane, but oh, I forgot it was a capital city, because you always think of, like, Melbourne and Sydney, but I never think Brisbane when I think capital city. Yeah, no, I agree, and especially in relation to um, music, like, uh, I don't know, the cornerstone of Australian rock, the capital city to be in, is usually touted as Melbourne, not um, Brisbane or, or Sydney. Yeah. So it's not something that sort of comes to mind straight away, usually. But it's funny as well, like, walking around the streets... It seems like there's seems like there's always something going on. They've got the the musical theater of like Melbourne and they've got heaps of bands around the place and they've got festivals and it seems like a like a thriving kind of artsy city. So like there's heaps of bands that have come from here. None of them which are playing like in the 4-day stretch that I'm here unfortunately. No, but um there's certainly uh, well before this episode I went and did a bit of research and went okay, so bands that I'm into uh, how many of them actually did come from Brisbane, and there's yeah. a surprising number of pretty amazing bands that, that started there. Which yeah. It's probably not something that you think of at first. Brisbane is is sort of separated from a lot of what like you, you think of the East Coast, because you think of, oh, if a band comes from Sydney or Melbourne, you're like, oh, well, yeah, to be expected. Yeah, well, I guess population-wise, it's kind of like, yep, of course you'd expect them to come from <laughs> Whereas I was, I was having a debate with my mate caught up with last night from uh, from Darwin about... You know, she wasn't sure where Newcastle, where we're from, was. She thought it was like an inland country town. I'm like, A, it's kind of on the coast. But B, it's actually probably twice the population of Darwin. So it's all it's all relative. Yeah, well, I mean, the benefit of doing this um, over the phone this time is I have easy access to, um, to Google whilst we're talking. Also an easy access um, to a beer, which I do not have well, right now. That's true. And um, according to Wikipedia, the uh, in the last census from 2011, <laughs> 308 odd thousand in Newcastle. Not bad. Not bad. You seem so official when you say that. According to the recent census. Yeah, well, you know, I want to make this official. <laughs> Nine out of ten pointies say. God, if there were ten pointies. Um, if only. If only. I've always... No, I, I've always... I, I imagine that would end up like that, um, that Red Dwarf episode we were talking about with John the other week. Yeah. Where, like, when Rimmer, like, <laughs> I'm just dueling yeah. with multiple me's. I'm not sure that would work. I've always had conversations with Nothing Cutesy about, oh man, if I could clone myself, it would be excellent. I'd be hanging around with me all the time, and she just looks exhausted thinking about it. I think that'd just be like two people not wanting to go out, but wanting to go out <laughs> together. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm sure that Courtney Barnett song is totally about you. Yeah. Uh, I want to go out, but I want to stay home. Yeah, yeah, that, that's totally you. No, oh, it's totally me. It's it's kind of the thing that if I could somehow, and this is most things, and I love them when I get there, but when before I go, I sometimes think, most of the time think, 
if I could just, you know, skip forward to having that awesome memory of having done that thing and not actually have to go and do it because I want to stay on the couch. But then when I get out, it's exciting and it's fun and it's great, but you know. Well, couches are pretty cool, to mm. be fair. Wait, so I think we're on a, a couch tangent. Let's talk about awesome Brisbane bands. And just throwing one up to start with, after we finish with this conversation, I am going to go 15 minutes down the road to a cafe owned by John and Patience from The Greats, Awesome Brisbane oh, Band. Nice. What, what I will say just before we get into that yeah. is I find it very amusing that in contrary to your usual self, you're going to be very organised and structured <laughs> instead of trying to run it into the ground just because you're not the one that's drinking this time. Yeah, this time I'm uh, nicely dressed and... We're, we're seeing the corporate moves. Yeah, I'm behind a I'm behind a studio desk in again. It's it's even you know when you when you're at home and at your usual workplace. Not that I'm saying I run around like a rat bag at my usual workplace, but when you're at your usual workplace, you're just that little bit more comfortable. But being in an unfamiliar workplace, it's sort of I'm almost a little bit more formal just because I'm in a different place. You've got your airs and your braces. Very polite. Cool, sorry. So sorry for interrupting. I How dare you? I, I just thought one of us better do that. How Otherwise, we wouldn't be true to ourselves. <laughs> okay. All right. Great. Awesome band. Um, I loved when they came out for the first time with 19, 20, 20, and they had balloons everywhere. And even that tour, they had balloons all over the stage in big animal shapes and stuff. And then they got a bit more serious, and now that they've combined sort of that fun side with that raw punky sound of the first EP. They're very good. Yeah, one of the shows that, like, I, in retrospect, um, well, even at the time, regret not being able to make it to was when the Greats played at um, the Northern Star. Like, it would have been probably around the time of that first EP. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I missed the show. I had something else on. But, yeah. yeah killed myself. I didn't go to... over it for ages. I didn't go to that one, but I went to the, the Cambridge one, which was super awesome, but... Um, they're playing for the first time in a little while, actually, uh, because I haven't toured this new album yet, because Patience has a bubba, um, named Soda, which is an awesome baby name. Keep that in mind, Pointy. Soda. As good as Poju. <laughs> Nothing cutesy, and I've been calling Aaron's future baby. It might have not might not even be future by the time which, this comes which, out. Which will probably be arriving by the time <laughs> this episode comes out. At the, to- at the time of record, uh, he's currently Poju, Pointy Jr., I might be, I might be, um, you know, optimistic in this expectation, but I'm kind of hoping like patience is just sitting behind the counter there when I get there tonight. I'm hoping like that they own and work there, but I don't know if they do. Well, I'll have my fingers and legs crossed. For <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. And enjoy. I, I hope that wish comes true. <laughs> Me too. Um, all right, other Brisbane bands. Oh, I was just going to say, though, the, the great um, new record, that, like, you've been listening to that a little bit, haven't you? Because I, I haven't really had a chance to listen to it yet. Yeah, I have. By it's, all reports, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah, it is, because it's less it's less sort of shiny. Not that they've ever been super shiny, but it's just a little bit more like that first EP, but tighter. Yeah. It's like what they've learned and come together as a band to be a really tight professional band, but with the energy and the, the raw sound of the first EP, which is a really cool combination. Cool. I'll uh, definitely have to check it out. All right. Other bands? Two that come to mind to me straight away, mm. um, and it'll just be the... Um, Bee Gees, right? The Bee Gees. Definitely the not, Bee Gees. Not the Bee Gees. Pretty sure they are from Brisbane, I, though. 
they I think they might have been from there originally. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But um, but for, for me, I was going to say like just because I guess my love of music started in the mid '90s. It would have to be like Regurgitator, Cuffin, yeah, and Powderfinger. Like, you know, I sort of lost Powderfinger towards uh, the end. Like, not that I didn't respect what they were doing or enjoy it. It just wasn't uh, my bag by the end. You fell off the wagon. But I did, but um, but yeah, Custard and Regurgitator. Like, yeah, love those guys. I mean, there were certainly others around that time, like um, Scream Theater. Um, yeah, were, re- were reasonably popular. Um, yeah, around that time, and are also a really good band. <laughs> But I guess going back a little bit further than that, probably the, um, I guess the big two, um, I guess in the history of um, Australian rock would probably be the go-betweens and the Saints. Yeah. Like as far as sort of impact on the, the scene overall. The go-betweens are like, they isn't there like a go-betweens bridge or like a Grant McLennan bridge, something like that? Like they're fairly proud of the go-betweens up here. Yeah, and... Uh, other Australians are also proud to go between. <laughs> like, uh, no, you like can only be uh, proud of bands from your hometown. Well, actually, I don't know if they are proud. I mean, that smudge song, uh, Don't Want to Be Grant McLennan. <laughs> McLennan? McClellan. McLennan. 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 I'm going to say McLennan and apologise like if it's like wrong. I'm saying the same thing now, even though I'm not. McMillan. That'd be a good go betweens tribute solo band. Grant McMillan. <laughs> <laughs> Grant McLennan. McLennan. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just thinking about Mc 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 McMillan, and I suddenly uh, just develop a stutter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and there's always a Billy Corgan link to be wound in somewhere because I'm reading all my list of bands from Brisbane because I couldn't even like I could think of like maybe three. Uh, the Veronicas are from Brisbane. Oh, really? Excellent band. Maybe. I haven't heard that the Veronica's are sexual napalm, though. Like, <laughs> I haven't heard Billy talk about... Um, uh, I'm not sure. Like, what are the um, the ladies' name in the Veronica's? Like, Jessica and something... Poju. Jessica and something Veronica. Poju. No, like, it's they, not even... It's they're not they're even... Their last Veronica. name isn't even Veronica. Oh, right. So no. Like, their last name is, like, Oroglasso or something. Okay. I don't know. I, I could look all of this up in the edge of the internet, but, you know, it's kind of fun just to just to play a guessing game. No, I, no. Well, wasn't, wasn't that always kind of, like, half the point of this podcast? is like, when you talk at the pub and just talk shit with your mate about stuff you like, Yeah, let's just capture that. We don't need to Google everything. Screw that. But I, I, I did read in an article with Billy, he was sort of saying, like, because he dated one of the Veronicas for a while, and, like, I read about like him coming to Australia and going to their parents' home in Queensland and like meeting the Veronica's parents. And I kind of find that weird, like in the 2010s, that bald chubby Billy Corgan in a sweater is turning up to like a suburban house in Brisbane and going, hi guys. If you just type in Google Billy Corgan and the Veronica's, there are some pretty amazing pictures that come up as the first result. I need to see this. The three, four, five, six. The seventh result that comes up for me is amazing. (laughs) Kind of looks like some scarecrow. He's got like a scarf on and he's like (laughs) looming over them. I feel really, really cruel to Billy. I know he won't be listening to this, but I feel cruel that I'm laughing. Billy Corgan, Veronica. I've supported him for a long time. He he can take this one for the team. I still think he's a genius. (laughs) Okay. Well, he thinks he is too, so he'll agree. 
Hold on, Billy Corgan, well, Veronica's... Actually, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, William Corgan thinks he's a genius. Oh, sorry. No, I think he's a genius too. William Corgan. <laughs> Is it where he's wearing the flappy eared hat and the red scarf? No, but that's almost as good. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The one on the end. I just had to double check that I counted right, but yes, I did. Is it where he's wearing like the blue sweater and the the scarf and walking through what seems to be a car park? No, you must have a smaller monitor. No, I'm looking at it on my phone. Yeah, you're missing this uh, last picture. What is he apparently doing? He he has a green jumper on, which reminds me a bit of um, Freddy Krueger. And they're on a couch and he's looming? They're on a couch, yeah. Yes! That is hilarious. And I don't know why, but it seems weird that he's always with the both of them. It's like he's... I'm sure he was only dating one, but it's like he's seen in all these pictures, I guess, that they're always together, but he's always with the both of them. Well, no, I think the best part about it is in the background of that picture, there's a framed poster of um, the Pumpkins' first comeback album. (laughs) (laughs) And, like... Maybe this is a photo from the States, but I like to think it's like it is from Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> it looks almost Triple J-esque, actually, with the couch, and I don't know. Uh, it, I don't know. It almost looks like it's the lead-up to some uh, Mortal Kombat fatality or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If you if you popped... Okay, so if you put, you know, in Celebrity Deathmatch, the Veronicas against Billy Corgan, I reckon... I reckon the Veronicas would have a fair chance. Well, it's two on one. It's not really a fair fight. Well, still, though, he, he's bigger and Quite older. Large, and... He's a big man. Yeah, he's a big man. He's intimidating. Like, if um, if you ever see the Pumpkins live, like, uh, you don't really realise sometimes how, how big Billy is. He's a big Yeah. Man. Yeah, he is a big dude. All right, so off the Veronicas, we've devoted way too much time here to the Veronicas. Not that they're, not that they're bad, but um, we've got to get through other Brisbane bands, like well, the Bee Gees. Well, I don't know. Should we roll back to the Saints just just for a moment? Oh yeah, we um, did skip over the Saints. Like we did mention them, but we didn't really talk about them. But um, yes, because I got too busy talking about Grant McMillan. McMillan, McMillan. Uh... <laughs> so the Saints. Like, what's uh, what's your exposure to the Saints? Like, Not very much. I only know the hits, like the fair. Well, there's a fair few, but you know the few songs that are in popular culture. Well, I guess it's, it's probably those first three. Um, Saints albums did the big ones, like, uh, I think it's uh, first record, the one with I'm Stranded on it. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called off the top of my head. Um, second record um, was Eternally Yours with um, one that had Know Your Product on it. Ah, uh, yeah. And I think the third one was, like, Prehistoric Age. I'm, I have a computer in front of me, but I'm not going to Google it. No, screw not... Googling. It can only be... I think it was called Prehistoric Age. It can only um, be there to look up pictures of Billy Corgan in the front <laughs> That's right. I, I actually am just staring at it as I'm talking. Just, um, Close the pictures of Billy. And, um, which I think was the last one that um, Ed Cooper played on before he left um, yeah. for other projects. Yeah. So I think it's been, like, mainly Chris Bailey and, um, you know... Other musicians, which it really was when we saw them at saw them at Homebank. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, it is the Saints. No, um, no denying that. But it's not exactly the same band. Yeah, in any way, shape, or form. uh, As started out. Yeah, and that was certainly one of, um, I guess, one of the first punk bands worldwide. And uh, I remember reading something where they, um, you know, I think they had something sorted out in the UK where it could have been the next big thing, but when they got there, the record company wanted them to 
change their look to fit into like oh, what dude. the UK deemed to be punk. Has that ever um, been a good idea? Ever? No. Like, when has that worked? Like, oh, you need to change your image. Suddenly making you completely inauthentic and uncomfortable. That's perfect for expression, you know? Perfect. And it really doesn't make sense either, especially in the context of punk, because yeah. like, the whole thing is meant to be like counterculture. Yeah. It's different. It's not meant to be, oh, okay, well, the sex this will look this way and the clash look this way, so you should try and fit in with that. It's like, well, hang on, that's not really what what punk is. Unfortunately, it was like that, though. That was exactly how it was, and it was like that with grunge as well. Yeah, well, like I guess it's like anything. Once it reaches that tipping point where it's going to be, you know, making lots of money for people, they're going to want to try and make as much money as they can. So, yeah, um, it's like, and, it, I, and I guess to some extent, you can't really blame some bands for going along with that and just going, well, yeah, sure. Like if it's only a look and I'm not going to change the way I play, it'd be going to give me some more cash. Yeah, sure. I'll yeah. You're going to play in a punk band where you're all wearing leather and long black wigs and you're going to be called the Maroons. The Maroons? The Ramones. Maroons. Oh, sorry. I thought you said the Maroons, and I'm like... I did say the Maroons, because... Oh, right. It's... Oh, you never get my jokes. We can't be friends anymore. No, like, I just wasn't sure, because especially over the phone, like, certain, like, sounds aren't um, as well-received in my ears as others. What? You mean my voice? No, not specifically your voice. (laughs) Just just voices in general. Yeah, no. I mean, we have to remember, I'm fighting out the voices in my head as I listen to you, so I'm multitasking. That's a worry, and that's the thing. If people are listening to this, where the voices in their head? I think that, I don't know. That's, that, that's a really creepy thought. It is a really creepy thought, and I've just put that in the people that are listening's head. Would I be like the angel on the shoulder or, or the devil? And which would you be? Uh, I kind of think it depends. Like tonight, I think I'm the devil, and you're the angel. <gasps> so sweet, but, but it like, it changes. Uh, yeah, I think there could be some, like, role reversals at times, depending on the situation. Some nights it's just two drunks with buckets on their head on your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, there's um, someone with a bindle with a plastic <laughs> bag full of beer walking around. Like, <laughs> instead, of, instead of, you know, do it or don't do it, it's just like, I don't care, here's a beer. <laughs> Let's just get along. <laughs> All right, um, while I'm throwing... I, I don't mean to mean to ram it into the ground because you're picking cool stuff like the Saints, but Savage Garden were from Brisbane. Were they a uh, early influence on you? Not really. I kind of liked um, Savage Garden. I, I I had their first album. Well, I don't know. Actually, maybe it wasn't their first album, but the one with um, To the Moon and Back. Yeah, that's their first album. It. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I thought they might have had some, like, you know, super underground hit before that. Nope. Um, Nope. But yeah, I remember I got that. Probably around the same time I got, I don't know, like um, Everclear, Sparkle and Fade and yeah. some Silverchair stuff. Like, well, it was very, a bit. There was a bit. Mid-90s was a very confusing time. It was very confusing. Um, it was kind of some cool guitar on that, and there were big hip-hop songs and stuff. It wasn't all like the saccharine sweet stuff. There was, a, there was a little bit of pop gr- progression on there. Yeah. I just remember, yeah, thinking it wasn't too bad at the time. Can't say I listened to it in the last... 20 years. But, um, <laughs> I think I have, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure I've heard it, but I don't think I've gone in a way to hear it. But yeah. um, that's not to take anything away from those guys. <laughs> no, fair enough. Uh, all right, your turn. Okay. I guess more recently, um, two bands that are, that are reasonably popular, you could say. Um, one very much more so than the other. Um, Violent Soho. Yes. Baba Ganoush. 
Yeah. I I forgot about Baba Ganoush. They're so they're so sort of new. They've only put out a few tracks, haven't they? Yeah, like I think they might have an EP out and a couple of singles or something. Yeah, they're sort of they're, they're like power pop with boy girl harmonies. Yeah, it's it's kind of yeah, it's very sort of smudge, uh, lemonhead like that sort of power yeah. pop sound. Um, and Violent Soho just like wow, like those guys are, are really killing it. Yeah, oh totally. I I loved I loved the first record that was sort of a re-recording of their like the original time they put it out and they got signed and then they went to America and recorded it again. I love that first record. I think the best. I can't, I think because it had a, like a huge impact on me. I wasn't expecting something that tight and really good and his vocals just tear. And the second album like the it was Hungry Ghost was still really really good, but I just can't quite get it the same way. Well, I kind of really like the second album. Yeah, um, oh, don't get me wrong, I like it. I've got into it a lot, like um, probably more so than the first album, but yeah. I think that's probably more a testament to just, I, I didn't really listen to the first album that much when it came out. Like, I, I listened to it a little bit, but I didn't really play it to death. Yeah. Whereas the second album I'm probably a bit more familiar with. Yeah. I'm still sort of, still sort of gutted that um, we didn't get to see them at um, Festival of the Sun last year. Uh... That did yeah. not pan out well for either of us. No, day. you got rained out and you had to leave without me because I was firing out of both ends. Yeah, it was not good. Although, on the plus side, um, I, I did end up uh, driving. Well, I drove there, Mrs. Pointy drove us back while <laughs> I consumed all the beer that was in our esky in the back of the car. <laughs> and, That's why uh, I love you, Pointy. <laughs> and then uh, we decided to go to um, the junkyard to uh, see Melody Pool play and hang out with uh, Nick Milligan, who uh, previous guest on the podcast yeah. for his birthday. So, yeah. uh, so it ended up being okay in the end, but uh, it was touch and go at times. Touch and go there. Mine was more go. Blah. Okay. What else you got? <laughs> Kate Miller Heidke's from Brisbane. She's awesome. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. She went to like, she was like Brisbane opera type doing that kind of stuff before she was a pop music. Oh, so is she like still based in Brisbane, or is she I don't know if she's like... still based in Brisbane. I don't know where she's based at the moment. She's traveling the world and she's doing operas in New York and things like that. But uh, she was originally from Brisbane. Yeah, she studied at like uh, I could Google this, but I think it's like Brisbane Conservatorium of Music, which I think is actually the building behind the building I'm in now. Well, the building behind the building is like a dream. <laughs> like a dream. The building behind the building, how it was constructed. Yeah, she's well, good. I like her. Yeah, like, uh, I really respect what she does. I've never been, like, a massive fan, but, like, everything that I see, I, I think is really clever. And, you know, she's obviously got talent coming out of her ears. Who else? Oh, um, I don't think... Oh, no, it's, no, I don't mean to insult, but he does, I don't think we need to spend much time. But Pete Murray apparently comes from Brisbane. Yeah, can't say I'm a fan. Yeah, no. Um, I did hear a guy playing Pete Murray covers... In amongst, um, yeah, who else was he playing? Lots of Pearl Jam, a little bit of Matchbox 20 and some Pete Murray. I was going to say, was he also playing Tonic and Third Eye Blind? <laughs> no. that's what I kind of imagine. <laughs> or Fuel. No. Like but um, definitely, um, definitely Pearl Jam and uh, Matchbox 20. Okay. Well, this, this is kind of cheating because these are kind of like, more or less, in some ways, the same band. But uh, Giant of Science in the Gin Club. That's one I didn't know was from Brisbane. Gin Club. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah the Gin Club are like really amazing. Um, probably one of the, 
their album uh, Fear of the Sea uh, from 2006, uh, I believe, is um, yeah, probably one of my favorite records. It's just, yeah, it's really good. If you haven't no, heard, definitely recommend it. They're really good bands. Um, I've seen them live a couple of times and they're excellent. I just didn't know they were from here. And uh, Ben Salter has just released um, his latest solo record, uh, I think, in the last month or two. Um, which I think it might be on the ABC label, even. Yeah, I think he might be. I've really wanted to hear that record, actually. Um, it's definitely well worth checking out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really good. Oh, awesome. Um, Ballpark Music, Brisbane. One of my favourite new bands. Oh, wow. I, I totally didn't even think of that. Yeah. I I love that band. I think that songwriting and... Uh, well, the songwriting is so great that as a band, so tight, and they're really prolific. They keep putting out new stuff, and it's all really good. Yeah, I mean, well, it was only a matter of time before we brought it back to UMI somehow. <laughs> um, but <laughs> not Brisbane-related, but Ballpark Music-related, so I think we can get away with it. Yeah, okay. Um, I think the last time we saw Ballpark Music was um, the the trip that we took to, um, to Melbourne to see um, UMI play for the uh, Hi-Fi Way Alley Daily tour. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Where, where um, we went to see them. Uh, was it at the forum? Yeah, I'm going to say it was. And didn't, like, weren't you, like, sick in the belly? Yeah, because we went out with um, our friend Lexi beforehand at yeah. this all you can eat dumpling place. I remember that. And we've been, like, we've been drinking all day. And then we, like, smashed all these dumplings and more beers. Then we got <laughs> out and I was like, my stomach is going to explode. Like, I don't even know that I can stay here, even though I was enjoying it. Yeah. Like, I left, walked around the block in the fresh, cool Melbourne winter air, <laughs> and then I was fine. I came back in, soldiers on through. I was, super, it was amazing. super excited, though, because from my, from my perspective, like, you'd left during the support act, and I was like, oh, God, no, don't tell me he's going to ma- not make that. Don't tell me he's going to miss the gig. And then I was talking to Mrs. Pointy saying, oh, I'm really sad that he he can't be here. And then 10 minutes later, you burst through the crowd with drinks in your hand. And I'm like, all right, good job. <laughs> it's like, like some sort of superhero just comes back, I'm back. back <laughs> it was. The world. Here's some more drinks. That's how you entered. That's how you entered the scene. It was totally like that. <laughs> oh, man. That was a great weekend, though. That was the weekend that like you sort of had to awkwardly sleep at the foot of the bed uh, <laughs> <laughs> next to Mrs. Pointy and I like uh, yeah that was great you guys had like the the double bed and I had like the camp bed to, like my feet hung off the side <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> I've okay. been sorry before but I'll say sorry again I think, I, my think intention. I think I've made that up to you at some point recently I don't yeah. know, I remember when I, but... I, I still think it was a hilarious story I mean we, we did have to sleep <laughs> in the same bed uh, for your box so Oh, yeah. I guess that makes up for it slightly. Yeah. I, I, I remember. John Steele Singers are all right. They're from Brisbane. I like them. Oh, yeah. Have they been around for a while? Oof, good couple of years. They had a song I really liked called Overpass. Hang on. I, I will use Google now. Oh, you're always using Google. Oh, really? I, I can swear that, like, there was some band with, like, a, a very similar name that um played on Recovery back in the day. Mm. Can't, can't remember what they were called. But anyway, yeah, like I don't really know the John Steele singers, but but what I do know, and like this is kind of a bit of a cheat as well, um, but Tex Perkins um, is kind of from the uh, Brisbane area. Why is that, that a cheat? Well, it's kind of a cheat because Tex um, and the Dum Dums started in 
in Brisbane. Yeah. And then Tex moved to Sydney, which is kind of when, um, like, The Beast started, yeah. Cruel C. So he's not really, like, when he became popular, was not from bands from Brisbane, but he's originally from Brisbane, so I'm, I'm going to allow it. Okay. Yeah, I'll allow that. That's all right. And, and let's face it, like, uh, you know, there's probably not as many, not many people that have had as big of an influence on the Australian rock scene in the last sort of 30 years as Tex. Yeah, like, that's he's true. been in like a million bands, all of them good. And I, I don't think he's brought out a bad album yet. <laughs> true. Um, I just looked at my list of bands. And do you remember Gina G? Gina G? Is that like, um, who are just a little bit... Yes! Is that someone else? Yes, you got it. Um, apparently she's from I, Brisbane. I, I like how you were like, I've got him here. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I, I had to struggle to remember what the song was, but you came up with it without even reading it. Well, maybe there's some things that are just burnt into my Come mind. Just a little bit. Ooh, oh, a little bit more. Yeah, totally. I mean, you can sing much better than I can. So. Yeah, like just like that. Um, yeah, no, okay. So Brisbane has like produced a fair few chart thumpers. Yeah, like Gina sure. G. The Bee Gees. And Gina G. The B Gina G's, the Gina Bajigis, <laughs> William Corgan and the Gina Bajigis. <laughs> that, that sounds kind of dirty. Um, it does. The, the only other one that I wanted to sort of mention, yeah, I feel like it's my responsibility to, yeah, is um, what do you am I again? No, 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 no. Hey, let's uh, keep this on track. Hey. Okay, okay, okay. I thought I was meant to be the one that's ramming it in the ground today. Sure. Uh, so is. Uh, the butterfly effect. Yeah. So, um, probably not something that I'm that into at the moment. Um, but like you know, in your year twelve, year eleven sort of stuff, they used to play like a lot of all ages gigs in Newcastle. Yeah, I think that's um, where they yeah, got a lot of fans actually. Yeah, so I used to like really get into those guys, and um, I guess because they play for the kids, like you know, there's. Not a lot of all-ages gigs these days. Yeah, no, there's really not. But oh, maybe I just don't notice them because I'm not underage. But um, they were caught up in the, the new metal thing of the early 2000s, but I think they had a bit more to them. They weren't, they weren't, like, they weren't super heist, you know? Yeah, well, super heist were the other band that I was sort of seeing a lot back then. Um, yeah. They all, and the Sick Puppies. Um, yeah. Play, play Newcastle all-ages quite a bit. No, yeah, fair enough. Um, well, I don't know what else I can say about Brisbane bands. So no, that's 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 please, a good please, list. Please, uh, if you're listening and uh, we've missed something, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, please let us know. Comment on, uh, on, on the Facebook link Do that it. you might have clicked through this. And you know, if you didn't click to this podcast via a Facebook link and you did via a website or just on iTunes, you can actually go to the Facebook and there will be a link that you can comment on and vent your frustrations or things we've missed or your compliments or how much you love Pointy's magnificent voice. Yeah, if you think we're completely ignorant, then please, <laughs> please let us know. We've always been waiting. We've been waiting for a, like a good proper complaint. We've been hoping for a good beat down for a while now. <laughs> Because we thought that's when we know we've really made it. I don't know about a good beat down, but like a gentle ribbing or just a suggestion box kind Uh, of complaint. I kind of feel like when people hate you, like if enough people are listening, (laughs) that randoms are listening and they want to hate you, I feel like you've made it. So there's a couple of... Because if it's just your friends, right, no one's going to hate you. Yeah, no, that's true. But I feel like that's, that's my thing in real life there are a couple there are a couple of people out there that I should probably 
really get along with because we have heaps in common. But for some reason, I've just chosen to go the other path and completely annoy them. And I would annoy me if I treated myself like that. Anyway, but does that mean I've made it because they hate me? Mm, I think you should definitely clone yourself to experience this. <laughs> okay, sure. I'm going to head off. And I'm going to go to this bar owned by the greats, and I'm hoping they're there. I don't think, you know, they would always just be stationed behind the bar, but I'm going to go check it out. Okay, well, I I do wish you all the luck in the world for that to pan out the way you hope it does. I'll probably see you in real life tomorrow night, though, so we will discuss this, but hopefully kind of it'll be ready to go by then, so. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye.